Welcome back to another episode of Lemon Pepper Wet Podcast, where we literally have no plan today, so we're just going to talk about whatever. Yep. I'm Bethany. And I'm Christina. Cheers. Cheers. That's such an interesting cocktail. Thank you, Aubrey. Thank you, Aubrey. It's a margarita something. Margarita wine cocktail. Yeah. Which is interesting. And it's hitting. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's the percentage? I don't know. Ooh, 13 point something. It's a lot. Yeah. Okay, so we clearly don't have a plan today. We're just going off the cuff. Yeah. We're just going off some suggestions that we got in our inbox. Yeah. Shout out to the squad. <laughs> all right. How are what? you? First of all, let's uh, let's do that. I'm stressed. You're stressed? No, I'm not stressed. This I'm, is a mental health check-in. Okay. I um I mean, well, we talked about it a little bit before off the we mic. started recording. Yeah. And I feel like this year I'm just learning a lot about myself. Like they're so, and I know, maybe I've said this on the podcast before, but maybe we've just talked about it like one on one. It's but hard to to di- differentiate when we're on the podcast versus when we're just talking to each other. Facts. Facts. <laughs> it blends. They blend. The, the lines are very blurred. Okay. Um, but I think during this pandemic, I have had no choice but to just like really learn some of like my mannerisms, my characteristics, my, like, character flaws, like, just because there's not a whole lot of uh, distractions, like, there's not a lot of going out to be done, there's not a lot of hanging out to be done with Mm. other people, like, I'm not in nobody's business right now, because... You in your business. I'm in my own business, so I'm just learning that things that I didn't know that I struggled with, like... For instance, anxiety or which I mean, I guess it's like everybody has anxiety, like everybody experiences anxiety about certain things. But I guess maybe the way I manage my anxiety and specifically anxiety related to stress really like affects my entire life. Uh, So currently I just feel like I'm sorting, sorting all of that, sorting through all of that, Mm -hmm. which can be a task, but I'm grateful for the lessons that I'm learning along the way. <laughs> uh, I, I'm relating really hard to this, like, anxiety and depression induced by pandemic burnout. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people are feeling it and not saying that makes me feel better, but there is what is it? Misery loves company. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling very comforted mm-hmm. knowing that everyone's yeah, going fucking like crazy. Or just like you're not alone. Yeah. You're we can do it not, together. Yeah. You're just not, you're not an anomaly. I, I do think that helps like knowing like, okay, I'm not the first or the last person to like experience something like this. And it's like, there is another side. Like there are people who are further along in their anxiety management journeys. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it the, the fact that today, the day we're recording is March 1st, and we're coming up on a paniversary. What, what is the day? I, well, I don't know what the day Cause is, because like, really it should have been in December. Yeah. When the rest of the world was dealing with this. It, and it definitely, by February, by the end of February, there was already, like, precautionary, like... There was buzzing. There, there was, was buzzing. talking. Yeah. There was talks about it. But I guess my, the day that I recall saying, oh, this shit is super real, was March 13th, Friday the 13th, Ooh. because um, it was kind of like an unfolding, like everybody was getting toilet tissue oh, and toilet paper tissue. towel, paper towel, all the paper products went first. Why? I don't know. Yeah. But we were at work and I remember our producer being like very, very stressed because his kids were in a school where someone had COVID and like for someone to have a COVID at that point in time was feeling deadly. Yeah. Oh yeah. It probably was was deadly. deadly. So he was like really, really pressed and like, it was like the last day we were shooting with a whole bunch of people. And Mm. I don't know, it was 
pandemonium. It was crazy as fuck. And I'll never forget March 13th being like my personal 2020 anniversary. Yeah. But it was uh, we were already talking about it in March. It's so interesting that I just don't know. Like this has been such like a fucking uh fever dream <laughs> of an fever existence. Yes. Like just the the I remember, okay, my first like really when it set in was driving to work when everyone got put placed on lockdown and yes. quarantine, driving to work and no traffic being on the streets, it felt very post-apocalyptic. I mean, because traffic still to this day, I feel like is quite light because there's lighter still a than lot, lighter than usual yeah. for Atlanta because there's still a lot of people working out from home. But that first week of like official quarantine, like when people had to get have letter, our job had to give us a letter to get to work, to get to and from work just in case we got pulled over by the police. And there was like no one on the road, like, Literally, it was the first time I could say, like, okay, with no traffic, this is how long it takes me to get to work because I had never experienced, like, zero traffic. Right. And that was a little bit interesting. Like, just feeling feeling that effective it. But, again, like, I always say, like, I guess as an essential worker, your day-to-day doesn't... It didn't really change much, you know, outside of, like, just amping up the precautions making sure we were like sanitizing after every patient not that we didn't clean but you know what i'm saying like even and i hope this doesn't make me sound like disgusting but like okay for instance if i check a patient's blood pressure because my patients are all outpatients and they're relatively healthy people it's not like i'm dealing with like any inter-hospital like diseases like sars or like yeah C. diff or random, like, really, really, really highly contagious diseases. Like, I'm just dealing with outpatients. It's like, if you high-five someone. You know, so, like, even taking a blood pressure, I might not necessarily, like, hit the hand sanitizer. Like, I might hit it before the next patient, but after just touching her arm, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go do my thing. You know what I'm saying? But even, like, that became, like, anytime you touch anything just always sanitize like always so that was like the major thing that changed in the beginning so in the yeah it was it was definitely a um there was a lot of walking dead comparisons Mm -hmm. because we're in atlanta and because that's what that shit felt like yeah 75, 85 being free of traffic is unheard of yeah 285 no traffic unheard of what yeah, um, okay, so while we're reminiscing, and I don't know, we, we've probably done this before too, but what do you miss most about pre-pandemic? Um, gathering. I, I, I miss having my friends over for, like, food and conversation and music and just, like, goofy fun times. Like, yeah. That's it. It's so simple. Like, I, I feel like I would, if I had to choose one, only one thing I could have back, it would not be going out. It wouldn't be, like, even, it wouldn't be anything but that. Like, just mm-hmm. having people come over and fellowshipping with me, like, for, for a period of time. Yeah. I, I miss traveling whenever I want to mm-hmm. and don't want to. I think the the fact that like I mean granted some people are traveling and some people are gathering mm-hmm. and some people are going to concerts mm-hmm. and some people are going to the club like some people are still doing these things and yeah. their lives hasn't haven't changed but comfortably doing it like not thinking about anything deadly yeah or catching anything just from getting on a plane yeah. to go somewhere to Florida yeah or I miss that. I miss gathering a lot. I miss going to concerts. I miss the random, like, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, okay, I saw this thing on Instagram. Let's go check yeah. it out. I miss that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I miss, like, spontaneous adventures. Spontaneous adventures, bitch. Like, that is a miss for sure. Nothing can really be spontaneous socially anymore. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the 
socializing has gone down drastically that it can feel um my cousin and my sister described it as groundhog day mm-hmm. like we've just been in a groundhog day. yeah like you wake up you work you come home or you stay home yeah you deal with your kids or you deal with your partner mm-hmm. or whatever you go to bed you do it all over again yeah and it's fucking sucks. I can't. I'm excited for the day when things are. They won't ever be back to normal. I don't think. But I'm excited for the day when things feel a little bit less tense. Tense. Yeah. Scary. Dangerous. Yeah. Um. What thing do you think you don't miss about pre-pandemic life? Well, I mean, I think that everyone has leveled up in their sanitization a little mm-hmm. bit more. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I don't miss thinking about how nasty things were. Because <laughs> I really yeah. do. I'm like, ew. Yeah. We, were, we were doing some nasty shit. Nasty. And yeah. I don't miss that. Yeah. Um, That's true. I don't miss traffic. Like, very rarely have I been in traffic recently. And if I have been, it's because of like an incident, like an accident mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, I don't miss, I don't miss the rush for things. Like time has slowed down a little bit more. Like mm-hmm. now you have to take a little bit more like safety precautions and like you have to consider a lot more and doing anything. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, that's oh, kind of nice. nice. Like, it has gotten everyone to slow down a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think has, if there can be anything good, and I know this sounds like a little bit problematic because nothing good can come out of millions of people dying daily, but if anything good came out of the pandemic, personally or otherwise... Um, I think people's awareness of their existence and how feeble it is as it relates to just like kind of an existential existence, like your meaning, like the meaning of your life here on earth, like people becoming a little bit more aware of the fact that like, oh my God, I'm running this rat race and for what? Yeah. You know? And also people's people waking up to to realize how little the government, your government actually fucking cares about you mm-hmm. and your life and how we we down here, there's the government, there's the one percent and then there's everybody else and everybody else should theoretically be on the same page. Like we're the only ones in this together. Mm hmm. Um, and I don't think a lot of people have come around to that notion yet, but I think a lot of people also have. And yeah, like even, and, and those who haven't are probably the 1%. No, no, no. I'm saying even people who are still on this level thinking that their government is doing everything that they possibly can to help them and help them survive. And oh, they're going to learn. They're going to learn. They're going to learn. And it's not, it's going to be a rude awakening. But, I mean, I definitely agree without all the distractions of our, like, previous life. Mm-hmm. You know, I I do think people have been a little bit more in tune with what their government on a national and mm-hmm. local level is doing to keep them safe. Right, and how it plays a part in your daily, their decisions play a part in your daily comings and goings. And how participation in Ooh, politics. Yes. There was also a, a real voter season frenzy. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have shit out. Yeah. We, all we had to do was look at infograph after infograph <laughs> of how to vote. Like, mm-hmm. we literally, like, I, I think that taking away the distractions of things that aren't as important and putting the focus on things that can actually affect our lives. Yeah. That was directly related to the pandemic, for sure. Of course, of course. Whenever it's like, okay, so now I don't have work and you guys are supposed to stimulate my bank account and I haven't got it. Oh, I'm definitely making my voice heard and, Mm -hmm. you know, who's going to approve that or not. Mm -hmm. 
Um, can I just give a personal little work-related yeah. gripe? Yeah. One motherfucking thing okay. that your girl does not miss pre-pandemic. Yeah. About pre-pandemic life is pregnant people's husbands coming to their <laughs> ultrasounds. Y'all, like, I, I really did not understand. I didn't even know just because just like, you just deal with something on a daily basis and you're like, this is just how it is. But men are really like, y'all are fucking weird. I'm sorry, but y'all are fucking weirdos. In like, what way? Okay. Give me an example of, job, of a pre-pandemic just, like weird shit. Okay, pre-pandemic bullshit. Men always used to like obsess over seeing the genitalia of boys. Yuck. And that would just be something that I would like skirt over because I have to keep going. I have an exam to do. But just not having that or like getting to the part where I'm like, oh, this is confirming your baby has a penis or a vagina. And it's like, oh, two women in the room. It's like, okay. But men in the room are like, and it's like, are you okay, sir? Like, (laughs) do you need a fucking tranquilizer? Like, but it's also like, this is a fetus. What is up wrong with you? Something is fucking wrong with you. Or, I'm sorry, what did you have something to add to that? No, I just, I think it's gross. It is gross. Because there's nothing that you're seeing could even like let you know shit about shit no and it's you like you can't be like that's my penis right there but and they if you think that and if they you think really that, think that that's weird they think that that's and like i've had men say like oh he's hung Ew. like i've had men say like a, another thing that men do is ask you because men when they Oftentimes, we know not all men over here, so don't yeah. give me that shit. But oftentimes, men, when they're in the presence of a woman who knows more about something than they do, there is, even if the effort is like ever so slight, there is a desire to like either prove that I don't know as much as I think I do or to prove that they on some level know just as much. So there's a lot of like excess questioning about what I'm doing. Like, just shit that, like, I understand, like, if relative to your field, you might want to find some common ground. Like, for instance, our roommate is a physicist who studies turbulence. Mm-hmm. And in Doppler technology on ultrasound, there's, like, a turbulence factor. So, like, I can understand if, like, he was a nerdy physicist sitting in the chair and he was like, oh, like, yeah, I do that too or yeah. something like that. Like, okay, I get it. But a lot of times it's like he's standing up, staring at the TV, like my arms are crossed and my head is cocked to the side, like staring at the TV, like, oh, is that the, uh, the, 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 and you're just like, <laughs> sit the fuck down, bro. Like, so you, so without, with the absence of the husbands, how have your exams been? Easy, peasy, light. It's interesting, too, because I I find that a lot of women are not assholes in the absence of their husbands. Like, Uh oh, y'all are assholes together. Like, as a unit. You feed off of each other. You feed off of each other. And and it's the, I'm trying to impress you and you're trying to impress me. Yes. So we're going to, like, be impressive together. Yeah, to you. To you. Are you impressed by us? Yeah. There is a lot of that. There's and our, a lot of. And our baby with the penis. Yeah, there's a lot of excess uh, PDA. Ugh. I don't need that shit. Like, some husbands will, like, come and, like, kiss on the mom's belly or they want to rub on her belly. And I'm not by any means, like, fucking show your wife affection. But there's a, t- I believe that there is a time and a place that's truly inappropriate like i i'm sorry i need to i need to use that surface for my job (laughs) like get your head out of the fucking way like they literally just like are doing the fucking most and like they want to make corny ass jokes and they want to just and you're just like like you have to do that thing also i mean you have to do the thing because your partner who you made this other thing with is there and i do think it's a performance Thing it is a performance well. thing, and I find that a lot of times, no one is as happy. I mean, people are going to be happy for you being pregnant, 
Yeah. But no one's going to be as happy as you and your spouse. Right. And also I'm doing a job. Like I, yeah. like how you said, like we can be, we can chit chat about like your, your baby at home and I'll ask all the questions like, Oh, how big was your last baby? Because these are things that are conversational that people like to talk about, but also like are relative to my job. Like this goes back to <laughs> being overly yeah, familiar. Yeah, like, I don't know you. I don't want to know. But this. then there are some people that are, I've had conversations like why, but, but, to that point, there are some people that I've had conversations with that are like, we're just talking about random stuff and we just, they pass the vibe the check vibe and check. like, we get along and it's like, wow, okay, we're done guys. Like, it was so nice talking to you and blah, 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 every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, your husbands are fucking trash and like, I don't like him. That's why you married him. Mm-hmm. And ugh, I'm just, I'm it's been night and day. Like my job is truly easier in the absence of men. Like it's easier. And like now they've allowed them to start like FaceTiming and I'm like, put your husband on mute. Like I don't, (laughs) (laughs) we don't need to hear him. Like he needs to hear me and that's it. And that's easier. It's like, I don't ever want to go back. I really don't. And then like some wives are so fine with it. They're just like, they're taking, you're pivoting. Like, you're taking the opportunity to have this experience, the bonding experience with your baby. This is going to be a story you tell. Like, I felt really close to you when you were in my belly because I was alone at a lot of this, like, mm-hmm. pregnancy. Like, I had to do it alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is an experience that you are having that I truly feel like you should be present for. But I have women who are spending the entire exam trying to work out technical difficulties to get their husband on the phone. I'm like, bitch, the baby gonna come. Shouty, the baby gonna come. Like, <laughs> you have forever and ever. Time. This is where I'm like, I don't know enough. I can't say enough. I, I don't think I would be that. You, uh, this, I don't this think This is more I about be. adaptability than it is about a particular, like, person. Okay. Specific to pregnancy. Like, yeah. Again, there are plenty of women who come in, they're off their phones, they're like, are you going to send pictures so I can show my husband? And that's it. That's the only time the husband is brought up. And then there are people that are like, okay, um, hold on, let's just, can we just not get started until, oh, he might be in a meeting, hold on, just let me text him really quick, hold on. And it's like, okay, I understand that. <laughs> we gotta go, we gotta move, you yeah. know what I mean? And so, you know, I have one lady who her husband was in a, in a meeting and she was like oh well I'll just FaceTime my mom like that'll be nice and it'll be someone that's here like she was adamant about having someone and she just pivoted she's she's adaptable she's like I'm gonna call my mom she's staying at home she's not doing shit she's old yeah like and now we can move on you know what I'm saying but it's just like the obsessing over like oh it's so sad that husbands can't be here and it's like you know what so sad that people are dying that's sad too it's sad that people are dying and not everybody has a husband to call Bitch. So yeah, the husbands don't miss them. They don't ever have to fucking come back. If as far as I'm concerned, uh-huh. that's like every last one of your husbands. None of your husbands are exceptional. Are the exception? I'm sorry, but they're not. They also <laughs> like this is reminding me of this you uh not YouTube video. This Instagram post. This guy was like, it was like um, the girl who's obsessed with her boyfriend. Yeah. And basically it was like, so my boyfriend really, he has my money in GameStop. Babe, tell them about how you have my money in GameStop. (laughs) He has a really cool podcast. You should all listen to it. Babe, just tell them about your podcast. Like, you think your person is the most impressive person ever. And a lot of times I think that that has a lot to do with, uh, I think it says... The women, and I, of course, can't speak for all women, but the not women all, who come in, not all women, right? The women who come in and are just totally fine. They know it's a doctor's appointment. Like your husband literally does not come with you to like your regular like annual pap smear. He doesn't come with you to get your thyroid function test. Like it's a doctor's appointment, first of all, first and foremost. So the women who are able to approach it that way and they just go through the motions and they like, they're here to do what they have to do. I feel like those women are likely more easily able to connect with their husbands outside of a forced environment. Yeah. Like, the women's who are the women's. <laughs> I don't like women's. I only like women's. <laughs> I don't like men's no more. <laughs> you only like women's? Uh, the women who are 
able or who are pressed to have their husband in this moment are, I feel, very easily able to coerce their husbands that this is something you need to be here for. Yeah. Because outside of this, he's not going to be paying fucking attention Ooh. to you. So that's you what... Might- even though you talking too spicy on the mic, I think you might be uh, hitting some nerves and but shit. I, I really think it's true, and I think it's true for even when they are there, the ones that are like, babe, do you see that? Babe, do you see that? Babe, are you looking? Babe, are you, babe, isn't that so cute? And you're just like, girl, like... He don't care. He don't fucking care. And so, yeah. That's my little gripe. <laughs> Okay, my gripe, my gripe about the pandemic, which is very specific to Atlanta, uh-huh. is how Atlanta has not stopped. Oh. It's been open. Can't stop, won't stop. We're about to have, what is it, All-Star? Our All-Star Super Bowl? weekend. <laughs> no, that happened. But All-Star weekend is about to pop off in Atlanta. Our mayor is like, uh, you know, we're still not open, but we're having all-star weekend here as if people aren't going to be out and as if there is no mandate to shut down social places to prevent people from being out and to prevent them from spreading coronavirus. That's the shit I don't like. Like, that's the shit that has been frustrating me so much. It's very, it's very confusing to be closed but open. It's really... It's, why it's are we hosting the All-Star Weekend? Why, why, is, why is any city hosting the All-Star Weekend? Like, why is that? Like, the NFL was trying to be cute and not have people at the or at their games, their regular season games. There was but people then, at the Super Bowl. But yeah, they toward like playoffs, towards the playoffs, they started letting people, but they were like skipping every row and like people were six feet apart on the bleachers and shit like that. But um yeah no there shouldn't be any public like gatherings Gatherings. of any kind but you know cities have to make money they have to generate income to continue to pay their uh, government officials the exuberant amount of money that they pay them so yeah we're gonna host something like the all-star game um that's that's just that's annoying i mean i I don't even that came from Danny Eve on Twitter asking us to talk about All-Star Weekend in Atlanta. And literally, my only thing to say is, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand. I get it. I, I mean, besides that. money talking, yeah, I don't I mean, get it. What I don't else understand. is there to talk about? Like, that's it. That's all there is to understand. Like, the, the understanding is that they care less about the safety of their... Um, constituents and their okay, citizens constituents. in their city than they do about their income. Mm. So, um, how are you feeling post vaccine? I feel fine. I feel great. Um, I was anticipating the second shot being like really hard on me. Um, but I was okay. I had like a little bit of runny nose and sneezing the morning after, like I took it out 1 PM mm-hmm. on a Wednesday mm. and then Thursday morning I went to work and yeah, it was a little bit of like in the morning things are always a little touch and go. Yeah. You know, just from like sleeping on your back or whatever under the fan, but it kind of lasted a little bit longer than I was into than I'm used to. So I was like, okay, maybe this is the, the, these are the, these effects. are the effects, but you know, outside of that praise a lot, like I did not have any fever. I didn't have any headaches, no body aches. I wasn't like some people were out like for the count. Yeah. Um, so I'm very, very, very thankful that I was able to just continue on like regular, regular, regular. Shout out to you being vaccinated. I'm so, I feel so privileged and so blessed. It's, it is definitely both of those things. <laughs> it's both of those things. Like, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping the rollout for the vaccine is kind of like how the rollout for just getting a COVID test was. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, it was a little scarce. Like it cost mm-hmm. money and mm-hmm. stuff. Now you could just go to any old corner and get a COVID test. 
You literally can go to any corner. You can corner. go to any corner in the <laughs> any city. Any church parking lot any, on pull any up. given day. They got it. They got you. They will COVID test you. Yeah, which which is also nice, the accessibility. So, yeah, I, I'm totally 100% in agreement with that. I like, think that's what it's going to be. I feel that that would be fantastic. I'm hoping that... Um. I just, I'm just praying for the, because administering and holding a vaccine is a little bit more touchy than a, uh, taking a test because they're putting something in your body. So there's like certain conditions that you have to keep the vaccine at. So some of the people were just like, oh, core, like I'm pretty certain you have to be like a registered nurse to administer a vaccine. And they probably have to have like a practitioner Mm -hmm. on staff to like monitor the actual vaccines and make sure that the environment is stable and stuff like that. But to your point, a hundred percent, like that, that is, that's my only like glimmer of hope that I'm holding on to. Like, yes, everyone wants to be, well, not everyone wants to be vaccinated for whatever reason, but, um, I'm hoping the rollout is like, you know, of course, essential workers first, mm-hmm. elderly. I know Crystal from the read, she's getting vaccinated strictly off her BMI. Oh, really? She was like, this is the one time obesity has come through for me, yeah, yeah. which I'm like, Hmm. But I guess that's like a pre-existing condition yeah. type of deal. Um, yeah, that's my wet. Everyone who's been vaccinated so yeah, far. Yeah, for I, sure. I did see an infograph today that kind of had like the number, like the going up. And then like the day that most people got vaccinated and the numbers are going down. That's nice. I need to see a couple more infographs to be quite honest. Yeah, I mean, and just to be completely clear about what the vaccine does, because I was a little shocked to realize that some people don't realize that the vaccine is not going to prevent you from getting COVID. Yeah. So you can absolutely have the vaccine, get COVID, and you can be fine with the help of the vaccine but then you could still transmit it to your grandma exactly or a baby or some other you know like the vaccine will prevent you from dying from the, COVID. hopefully let's just say that i'm yeah. not even putting all my I'm not counting my chickens before they hatch true 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 but but that is the the, <laughs> the, idea, the idea that like if you get covid it won't send you to the hospital and yes you can fight it on your own and it's not it will not potentially be deadful for you deadly deadly yeah (laughs) oh god um so yeah but yeah that that i think it's gonna it's gonna come it's gonna happen very quickly it's gonna happen pretty soon um do you want to end on some mess how how are you feeling let's are not even mess but is it a pepper uh, we're gonna talk about your good friend what was his name kevin samuels This is, I don't know if you're trying to imply. I don't know what you're trying to imply. I'm not trying to imply anything. I'm not trying to imply anything. I'm not trying to be messy. I'm I'm clean. I'm sanitized. I'm just trying to say that you have done the research. I have not. You've done extensive research. You've seen multiple videos. Not saying that you agree, but you know more about this character than I do. Okay, look, I I went down a rabbit hole one night. <laughs> I went down a rabbit hole. Okay, so y'all know, like, Kevin, Kevin Samuels has been, like, popping up here and there on everybody's feed. Um, and he's most notable, like, I think he's a, I don't really know what kind of coach he <laughs> what are, is. What are his credentials? I don't is know. He, what I his, thought he was a pastor. I don't know. I don't think he's a pastor. I don't know what his credentials are other than maybe he's like a, he, I think he might fall in the category of like relationship coach or matchmaker or like those kinds of people. Yeah. Specifically as it relates to what he, ter- what he deems is the high value man. Explain that for so, me. So 
Okay, again, it was a rabbit hole <laughs> one night. Not, you sound like you sound like such a cheating ass I boyfriend. Know. It happened one time and meant nothing. It meant nothing. Because I know he's trash. Like I know he's trash, but I think that the sensationalizing of like Kevin Samuels and his teaching is a little bit like all over the place. Because yeah. I think Kevin Samuels is talking about a very specific kind of people Mm -hmm. men and women who men specifically who make a certain amount of money six figures or more multiple figures of six (laughs) um (laughs) it's the tiptoeing um you know people who make six figures and like own companies and own businesses and like look a certain way like tall six over six two and are healthy and fit or whatever healthy means yeah um and then the women who want to be with those specific type of men okay so i think People get up in arms about Kevin Samuels because they're like, who is he to tell a woman that she doesn't, she's not good enough for a man, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's just a jarring idea. But I think what Kevin Samuels does is like, well, if you want this specific kind of man, Mm -hmm. historically, this is the type of woman that they go for. Just according to his research. According to his research. And I don't know, I don't know how valid that research is, but... Um, Very similarly, I and this is this list that we've been brewing for a show started like sometime in February. Mm -hmm. None of this shit's relevant now. But since you start talking about Kevin Samuels, maybe think about B. Simone Mm -hmm. and her Valentine's Day video where she's basically like, you know, women make all these lists for men and they got to be this and they got to be that. But they're none of the things that they have on the list. Mm -hmm. So if you want that kind of man... You need to be the same as him. Yeah, which I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree. It, it's just the messenger, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's the messenger. Literally just I mean, the messenger. I feel like that's that's something that I've heard before. Like, it's not it's, new shit. It's not new. It's not a new idea. And it's honestly like the the way the law of attraction works. I mean, it's a very specific idea, but we talk about all the time, like keeping your circles looking a certain way, like watch who you hang around. Like you're the sum of the five people that you hang around the most. And like all of those kind of law of attraction-y type things. It's like, I I don't think that she's wrong with that. Like Mm -hmm. if those are your desires, then likely, maybe not always, but likely a person like that is going to similarly you know, similarly want, want the, the same, same thing. attributes, you know? Do you feel like people feel some type of way because they don't want to be those things? Or they don't want to admit that they're not the things that they want in someone else? Potentially. Yeah, I think... I mean, and I, I think this goes for men and women. Don't get it twisted. Like, mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of men who have, like, standards and lists for women. And it's like, nigga, what? What is you? What are you yeah. doing? You know, like. Where, where are your things? Right. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people have a hard time admitting that maybe they are not the picture of what they would want in a partner. Mm-hmm. Um but honestly, I mean, I don't I don't know very many, specifically women, there aren't very many women in my life that are making lists for niggas. Like, like <laughs> at this point in, in our lives, like, I feel like a lot of us are really, like, focused on what we can do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's just, the times have changed. And I think specifically the millennial woman has either already gotten married had kids gotten divorced or you know she is a friend of that woman and she's like actually on second thought like i'm gonna just go ahead and work on my little i'm gonna get this llc i'm I'm about to get this llc and my ein and we're gonna make it do what it do because Mm -hmm. what we're realizing is that just we don't we just can't wait we just can't wait. Her 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 idea for making this list was manifesting the person. I, I don't know who taught B. Simone the, the term manifesting, but it's been her brand. Okay. <laughs> manifesting shit. It's everybody's so, brand. It's everybody's right brand. But um basically she's like, if you want this, you need to like make a list and manifest that shit. I don't I don't know. I cannot say 
that I've ever made a list for a man. I've made a list for how I want my life to be. You made a list for what your loft is going to look like. <laughs> I haven't even really fleshed out that list, really? but I've made a list. But for you're what... more likely to make a list yeah. for that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's also like, mm, I don't really have like specifics on physicality. Do you think that's weird if people do? I don't even know if I would say it's weird. Like, that's where I'm like, I'm teetering. I'm on the, <laughs> like, okay, I get it. It's the preference thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, if someone comes along and they have everything on your list that's not a physical attribute, mm-hmm. and then there's someone that has only the physical attributes, but nothing else on the list, mm-hmm. like, where are you going? <laughs> right. Which one is more important? <laughs> right. Like, you know where do your priorities lie? where do your priorities lie and like with all things like looks fade no one is however you meet them today they may not even look like that shit tomorrow like anything can happen it's to a body so true. anything could like people age people gravity hello gravity accidents he may like... be six six right now but he's gonna be about five nine <laughs> when he's 80 is that gonna be a problem for you <laughs> like these are all the things that i'm like okay physical is i guess it's there's something that you're attracted to, but how important is it? Right. Um, how important is it? I, it, where's the landing on your list, on your imaginary manifestation man list? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, it's important. (laughs) I'm trying to think about how important it is for me. Um, I talked all that shit, but I mean, it is important (laughs) (laughs) because you don't want, you definitely want, (laughs) you definitely want to be with someone who you enjoy looking at. Right. So I'm not, I'm also not saying get with an ogre because he's nice. Right, 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 right. Yes. It's important to me. I mean, I am... How do I say this without getting too weird? Oh, okay. Okay, my... (laughs) (laughs) It's the voice quiver for me. (laughs) Okay, when I am wanting to be intimate with someone. Oh, okay. The way that I am led into that is by like what I'm perceiving with my eyes. Like, so a man who has like physical attributes that I find like sexy, I guess, (laughs) (laughs) like that makes for a better outcome for me when that happens first like when I'm like physically attracted yeah. to you first like things tend to go better than if I'm just like he's, he's okay nice. yeah but he's nice yeah yeah, yeah. he's like, a great personality right. you're not you can't get aroused by personality that's not necessarily true okay. either. that's not necessarily okay. true either but it, it is helpful if you have to go along with that personality also physical attributes that I find sexy Sorry. I, I mean, not not sorry, but... Not sorry. I mean, I don't think a lot of people would disagree, which is when it comes with the looks don't matter. Yeah. Because they I, do I think, matter. I think it's a lot of people would disagree if you don't find yourself, like, traditionally attractive. Like, okay, I'm just going to try to speak from the heart. Okay. <laughs> Open <laughs> like, up that heart. I feel like people who don't find themselves beautiful or sexy or attractive are likely i've said likely let's do a likely counter yeah um probably more inclined to be like looks don't matter because (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm re i'm (laughs) i'm rewinding what i said did i say that what (laughs) looks don't matter (laughs) is that okay no no (laughs) Things are getting crazy. Okay. Let me rephrase. 
I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, wait. No, you didn't say. Well, maybe you did say. I feel like I said it, but, but I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. You didn't say it for very long because you know they do matter. Yeah. But, okay, this is what You're I... You're beautiful. You're attractive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is the eyebrows. <laughs> oh okay, God. okay, okay. This is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> this is what I mean. If somebody got all the personality check marks on your list... Okay. And maybe, like, say you got, like, five <laughs> things that you're looking for physically... And they are missing two. Of the personality. Of the look. Okay, but they have all the personality. Checks. They have all the personality, some of the yeah, looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, and I don't think, I mean. There's a, there's a, there's wiggle room is what I'm saying. Right, right, right. There's wiggle room. Like, like nothing the- is set in stone. Like, if we are fucking with each other, we're vibing, like, you've passed the vibe check. Like, you have everything I want in a man. But maybe you don't have a dimple. I like dimples. Yeah. You know, like maybe you don't have a dimple. I'm not going to be like, okay, I can't fuck with you. Yeah, no. And I would hope that no one's, I mean, with the exception of like settling and like compromising some things. Like if you are a person that, for instance, loves holidays and you want to celebrate Christmas and birthdays and like whatever that's me I'm that's me I'm that person I could not I would not be with a person who was just like fuck that shit I don't believe in Christmas I'm not going to my parents house like holidays birthday gift what like no I I just could I would not date a person like that so I feel like those kinds of things like things that are really gonna affect like our life in the future like yeah those are gonna be hard you not having sparkly eyes will not affect our future right and truthfully like i have found and met and dated people who i thought were gorgeous Mm. beautiful and then their personality sucked and then they became a despicable ugly rotten looking mess to me okay and that is what sticks out to me yeah i remember like there are people same same people that I found so beautiful, so attractive, yep. but they were not it no. in other departments. And then they became very ugly. And they you became see how ugly. Quickly that can taint like how a person looks to you. Like yeah. you know, the way a person looks can like physically change. And I also think, and on the other side, yes, there are people that I'm like, oh, you're not what I would, yeah, traditionally Go find <laughs> attractive. <laughs> For myself. Yes. But their personality was so dope that you end up being like, oh, they're not that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when you send the photo in the group chat to (laughs) a friend and you're like, trust me, he's way too good. Wait till you meet him. Wait till you meet me. He's coming to Thanksgiving. He's cool as fuck. He's (laughs) cool as fuck. He doesn't take good pictures. Like, yeah. So, I mean, lists, I think, I think it's important to have lists and to know what your hard fuck knows are like people get shout out into- to priya she has she told us about this fuck yes fuck no rule which is mm-hmm. also something that probably isn't like new or earth shattering but that was a while ago it was a while ago and basically it's like whenever you meet somebody or you're interested in somebody like are they a fuck yes without having to make any kind of like mm-hmm. ex- allowances and or- except exceptions exceptions yeah for them or is it a if and if you do have to then it's a fuck no Mm -hmm. if it's not a fuck yes it's a fuck no if it's not a fuck yes it is a fuck no yeah so i think that there are things that people can definitely compromise on and then there are things that like when those those compromising certain things becomes you like settling or like compromising yourself in a way you know and i don't think that that's appropriate so have a list, whatever, do whatever the fuck you want. Have a list, don't have a list, go off the vibes. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I do find, back to B. Simone, I do find that people that value, like, like good health practices, like exercising, working out, you know, maintaining a specific weight, or people that prioritize, like, having their finances in order and people that prioritize being social or close to their family, like, tend to find other people who prioritize those things as well because how is that going to work if you don't? 
Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, I mean, again, like you said, it's the delivery. That's it's, just it's very the messenger the, coming from someone who literally stole someone else's work to make a manifestation workbook and sell it uh-huh. on her website. Ew. Like, I don't, I'm not really here for much of anything that comes out of your mouth. She's commodifying, like, spiritualism. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So that's why I'm like, ugh, ugh, whatever. She's trying to make a bag, yeah. It's it's ugly to me. She wasn't wrong, but she's also not original. So the respect is not there. Um, And as far as Kevin Samuels goes. (laughs) Your idol. (laughs) Your fucking Kevin Samuels is not my idol, but I did. I was just like very enthralled in the things. Okay. What was most interesting to me? So if you, if you are just completely unfamiliar, Kevin Samuels will literally be like, you're a four. You're not the kind of woman. You have two kids. Your value in society has gone down. Why would a man who makes X amount of money, never been married, and never have any kids, what is the benefit of him being in a relationship with a woman who has two kids? What was interesting to me, it would always be the woman's response because there's such a like need for validation. And it's mm-hmm. just like, well, I got I can help him with his business. And she's like, mm-hmm. it's like, bitch, he's running a business like already. Like <laughs> you, you know, <don't laughs> he doesn't need, need you for that. You know what I'm saying? So what he needs is X, Y, and Z, and then Kevin Samuels will have his list. So it's just interesting to me because what I find is that Kevin Samuels ends up getting a lot of like pick me women like yes those are the women calling in and he's even said it himself he's like women who know that they're an option are not calling this channel Mm -hmm. like they're not calling in to talk to me so it's just a lot of like women who are so it's very sad actually i mean it's it's making me sad because it's it's (laughs) It's feeling super insecure and not in a funny Issa Rae way. It is very, very, very insecure. But no, but that's that's a fact. Yeah. I wonder if calling in and having someone tell you like you are not the woman that you think you are in the sense that like a man that you're thinking you should date is not going to want a woman like you. Um, I wonder if that like inspires, there's a lot of air quotations because I don't know that it's actually inspirational, but I wonder if that will motivates women to be like, not like get rid of her children because what could she do about that? But like, (laughs) like go to the gym or, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe I'll talk less about, because, you know, he also talks about an agreeable woman and Mm -hmm. like shit like that. Like if it inspires them to actually like change their lives so they feel like they can be more eligible to a certain kind of man i'm just curious it's just interesting and i don't and the reason i'm not like pissed off at kevin samuels is because i don't think he's lying i don't i we all know how the patriarchy works so everything that he's saying is facts it's just no one likes to hear it and worse they don't want to hear it from a man you know that's what that's where it is for me like they don't want to hear it from a man but When you said maybe this is helpful, I'm thinking it's coming from a, uh, un, what is it? An un, it's coming from somebody you don't know. So like your girls are always going to hype you up. Your, your right. mom is going to be like, you're the most beautiful girl right. in the world. And you're perfect. And like people he was- is just a nigga <laughs> on the internet with a mic. So he's just going to look at this very objectively and right. be like, this is what you have. That's what you want. This, this is, is no why for it's me, not dog. working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or this is why it's malaligned in the real world. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and again, I think that because the the introduction was like, oh, he's such an awful person. Ladies don't listen to him. And I'm like, well, Kevin Samuels isn't actually talking to the majority of these women. Like mm-hmm. the majority of the women that are feeling that Kevin Samuels is problematic are women who are going to go on to date men who are making $50,000, $60,000 a year. That's the average. Like, and they're having happy marriages and happy lives and happy wives. You know what I'm saying? What he's talking about is like, we know because we see it, there's a certain kind of woman aesthetic that she has that athletes date, like Mm -hmm. people who... Let me ask you this. <laughs> uh-huh. In your rabbit hole, did you find that he called out the fucked upness in it? No. Okay. No. And I think that's just 
and the whole the whole business the arc is for women to fit the mold of this like really problematic thing you know yeah. what i'm saying and i think kevin samuels he's angle, not he's not is he he's, he's not, not calling a social it a, justice warrior he's not and he's, he's not calling it a like oh yeah this is a one type of woman that a basketball player wants so let's keep fulfilling that mold like mm-hmm. Right, because Kevin Samuels knows that he's not going to be the person to change the type of woman that a basketball player wants to date. Like, Mm -hmm. that's going to be what it is. Like, you get a certain amount of money. There's always going to be pick-me women. Like, the, the... the story that we've been told for years and years and years is that men are taking care of the household. Men have to make the money. So, like, you find a man that's making $700,000 a year, it's like, what do I have to do to be the woman that he's going to keep and protect and save? Yeah. And that's that's the big question that he's answering for certain women. Like, we're not those women. We're not those women. This so is I'm why not, I'm just like, I'm not, This conversation misses me, but it is interesting to hear a woman try to convince herself that she is that woman. Mm. Like, it's just an interesting dynamic. And for him to be like, it might be fucked up, but it's Does the way Does he talk it is. about men who try to get... The, like the opposite. Yes, that was the vid- the ver- the how the first video that I sent you from Kevin Samuels because mm-hmm. there's been so many Christian fans. <laughs> <laughs> when the guy was like, he makes, he's like, I'm 20, I weigh this much. He's like, so you fat, your dick ain't big, and you only make you make less than a thousand dollars a month. What makes you think? You know what I'm saying? So he's he's doing it on both sides. Okay, I think less for men, mm-hmm. but he's basically like. You're not a high value man, and you're, and I hate that term also. Like I hate high values. Okay, it's like okay. I this is where my like um, I don't love the term feminist mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But this is where my shit gets all like, I, what am mm-hmm. I? I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. People are not being realistic <sighs> with themselves. Yeah. And it's the, you need to be equally yoked. Yeah. Like the name of the game and like bottom line is like you are probably never going to be with someone that you're not equally yoked with on some level. Yeah. On most levels. On most levels. Yeah. Like I think people still really hold out for that like a Cinderella-esque story. You know what I'm saying? They want like this like I am here you know divorced with my two kids over 40 and you know god has my man out there and we're gonna you know be well taken care of and it's like the fact of the matter is ma'am is that that the likelihood of that just based on just statistics alone is Mm -hmm. not the likelihood Mm -hmm. is not gonna happen whether you are a devout like god's gonna answer my prayers kind of woman or whether you know me i'm a realist you know what i'm saying so i know how the world sees me whether I agree with it or not whether I think it's right or wrong whether I'm for patriarchy or not the the fact is I live in a patriarchal society I'm yeah. not escaping that but also like do <clears throat> not just I, my problem is with the like oh god is gonna bring me my soulmate and like don't just like sit there and wait you right. know, like in the interim, like right. please move on with your life. Right, right. <laughs> please right. do not like hold your motherfucking breath. Because right. what if your soulmate has found somebody else? Mm. I don't even know <laughs> if I how I soulmate. feel about soulmates <laughs> with there being so many people on the earth. Right. Like you probably got a couple soulmates right. out there, or right. shit. Maybe your soulmate died in a car crash when they were seventeen. Like I don't That's know. Scary. Scary. Um. Yeah. So, what else is there? Anything else? There's nothing else. We 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 came here and we were like, we have nothing to talk about. This is gonna be like a 13 minute episode, and here we are. Yeah. Um. My sister did want to talk about the fight for 15. Uh. There's a fight for minimum wage to be raised to 15 dollars nationwide, and I don't know if it's actually happened. I don't feel like it has because I feel like we would have heard about it, mm-hmm. but. Um, the only thing there really is to say about that is fucking pay these people. Like the poverty line is set so fucking high as in it's high because there are a lot of people who live below the poverty line, 
but the cost of living is also very fucking high. So it and only, minimum wage has not changed. Right, and minimum wage has not changed. So there's really nothing to say other than I support. Run, run the check. Run Cut the, the check. check. Get the check. Fifteen, fifteen dollars is truly minimum wage because, and it might not even be that in some parts of the country. Like I don't know if I could survive off fifteen dollars an hour on my own. Then you add on. I mean, that's just like the cost of living, like living in a home with utilities, and then you add on food, and if you have kids, and if you have to um transportation to and from work like come on it just yeah i i mean that's just another one of the um things that has been spotlighted during this pandemic to let me know that you know the nation is a little bit trash a little bit a little bit yeah yeah (laughs) you know we're not really firing on all cylinders if we're arguing (laughs) about whether or not people should be paid fifteen dollars minimum an yeah. hour, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to say. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this episode was all over the place. It probably but was. if you guys have suggestions, <laughs> so we could be a little bit more organized <laughs> next episode, you can hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at Lemon Pepper Wet. On Instagram at Lemon Pepper Wet Pod. You can email us at Lemon Pepper Wet Pod at gmail.com. And Christina has an Instagram. My Instagram is at CDOT Andrews. And mine is at Bethane the Drug. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.